saying, Kevin, Natalie, could you uh, join me out? That'd be great. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 4. My name's Paul, I'm one of the pastors here at King's Church. It's my privilege to lead the team. It's great uh, to have uh, you with us this morning for what, Nat- as Natalie shared, will be um, a slightly different morning. It's our vision and finance uh, meeting. Often we'd have put it midweek in an evening, but I felt it was much better to uh, do it on a, on a Sunday morning where we can be gathered together and we can hear it all together, giving maximum opportunity for people to hear. And this morning I hope we will share something of the breadth and the depth of everything that God is doing among us. We won't cover every area and every ministry, but I hope that certainly if you're visiting today, you'll, you'll just catch a, a glimpse of what we're about and what God is doing among us and with us. And I'm conscious as I start to say that we're going to share some, some great news this morning. I think we're going to share some really good stuff today. Um, stuff that my prayer is may cause you to cheer. That's it, Ian. That's right. Lead, lead on in that way. May cause you to get a bit excited. There's some of you are going to have to practice this morning if you're going to reach uh, the, the full potential. Because, not because we're celebrating us, but we're celebrating him. It's about him. And it's built on the prayers and the sweat and the ministry of hundreds of people over the last 35 years. And it's good to remember that. People that, some of them aren't alive now, they're in heaven with God. Others have moved on to other settings, other churches. We're just a stepping stone in what God is doing, but what a privilege to get caught up with him. It is absolutely wonderful. Now, last week I'd intended to preach four points about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I only made two it's going to be a difficult morning, isn't it? I can't even work out how many fingers I've got up. I only preached two. I want to kick it off by just showing it out of the last one. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues and everyone praised him bit like that. <laughs> he went to Nazareth where, there, where he'd been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Last time we saw he was baptised in the Spirit. We saw he had the affirmation of the Father. This is my Son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. We now see that after temptation in the wilderness, Jesus returns in the power of the Spirit. And everything that we're going to be looking at this morning and everything we hope God will do with us over the coming months and years is conditional upon us being empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's far beyond our ability to do it. And when you look at the mandate, when you look, in a sense, Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2, it was a prophetic thing, but it it was given to Jesus, it was his mandate for his ministry, it was what he was all about. He said, the Spirit is on me to empower me, what to do? to preach good news to the poor, to share this wonderful news about Jesus Christ and all he has done and all that is available for us in him. He has sent us to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, those who are caught up in debt, those who are caught up in addictions, those who do not know where to turn or how to get out of it. It is good news for you. Proclaim freedom for the prisoners. The recovery of sight for the blind, just physical, Jesus prayed for people who were blind, they were wonderfully healed, but actually also those who were blind, they don't know whether to go left or whether to go right. They don't know whether to go forward or whether to go back. 
Jesus came that they would see clearly. They would see the way, the truth and the life. To release the oppressed. Release those who've got no hope. Proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. To proclaim the year, now, the year of the Lord's favour. Empowered for all of those things. We find, we find in Acts 1.8, we find in Acts 10.38, in Romans 15.13, in 1 Corinthians 2.4, in Ephesians 3.16, in 1 Thessalonians 1.5, in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. I'm sure you're all writing those down. I'm sure you got that. We find the Holy Spirit and the power of God linked together because the Holy Spirit is given, to, is provide, he, he is poured out that we may have power for ministry. And if we ever think we're going to make any sort of impact on our dear town and our dear communities, oh, how we need his anointing, Hannis and Parin. Amen? Oh, we need him. We desire to glorify God, grow disciples, reach our communities. We cannot do it in our own strength. Oh, how we need him. If Jesus, the Son of God, was empowered by the Holy Spirit, how much more does King's Church in June 2012 need to be empowered by the Spirit if we're going to do all God has called us to do. Lord, I pray for a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit to be upon us. I pray as we push out into all the purposes and plans you have for us, would you lead us? Would you guide us? Would you fill us? Would you empower us? Oh, how we need you. Amen. Natalie, can you come and share a little bit about community groups and all that God is doing through them? Well, as many of you will know, um, we launched community groups. That's groups that are out and about in the community, touching different sections of our town and beyond. Uh, we launched them just under two years ago, and we now have nine groups that are actively involved in various communities across the town. Uh, there are geographical groups, such as Bexhill, Downs Farm and St. Leonard's, and there are focus groups such as Fresh, which reaches out to families, Friends International and Opus 68. There's Connect, which welcomes newcomers, uh, Retirement Plus and Chills, which are age-specific. Um, last year we told you that community groups had been visited by around 300 non-church people. That's people who wouldn't have come up here necessarily for any reason. And at a very, very conservative estimate, this is now at least 700 people who have visited one of our community groups and yeah and that doesn't include things like when our community groups go to events that are held by other people or when we visit uh, residential homes or anything like that but through community groups we're touching the lives of a cross-section of people retirement plus continues to reach out to the older generation in the town this month, they celebrated the 90th birthday of one of their members. And at the other end of the spectrum, you have Fresh, which is reaching out to um, families running various fun activities, and Chills, which is a cafe-style venue for teenagers who are out in the town centre late on Friday nights. Um, Chills uh, launched about seven months ago, and they've seen 200 teenagers come through the door in that time. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And among that, there's a core of about 20 who attend who've been attending regularly over the last couple of months. And the team there have had a number of opportunities to pray with teenagers, and they've got into some really good conversations with them, and a couple of them have come to church as well. There isn't time to tell you about everything every group's doing, but I just want to give you a brief snapshot, really. Um, so we're reaching people from all across Hastings, St. Leonard's and Bexhill, and all different age groups. We're also providing activities for people from different backgrounds. Friends International continues to run a weekly event in central St. Leonard's for people who live locally, um, who've moved here from other nations, providing English lessons um, and offering friendships. 
Um, over the last few months as well, some, many of you may not know that they've started to meet out in Pestalozzi, providing worship and fellowship for the students there. And there's about 12 or 15 um, students from Pestalozzi who are with us regularly on a Sunday morning. And these um, guys and girls are picked as some of the brightest young people and given scholarships that enable them to come here to study, preparing them to be future leaders, really, those who will really make a difference in their home nation. Um, and this morning is the last morning that some of those students are going to be with us. Um, some of them are here, uh, they're all here for two years. Some of them are now going home for the summer at the end of the first year, but some of them have finished their two years and are now off to various different situations. Um, we've had the great privilege of baptising a couple of the guys while they've been here, and it's been a real blessing to have them as part of the church here. Can I ask the students from Pestalozzi to stand, um, please? Please stay, stay standing. Stay standing for a moment. You guys have been a fantastic blessing uh, to us. You are a blessing to us. And we would love to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you in a minute. But also at the end of the meeting, if you guys could come to the front, we would love to pray for you individually um, and be able to pray for you a little bit more um, personally. But now, if as a church, if we could just turn towards these guys, those of you who are near them, if you could lay hands on them, let's just pray for them. Yeah, Father, we thank you for these guys and girls and the time that they've spent here with us. We honour them. We thank you for the blessing they've been to us. And we just pray that as they move on now into new things, wherever they're going, that they would know your strength, that they would know your peace, that your favour would be upon them, that you would raise them up to lead well, that you would give them every opportunity to become the leaders that you've put in them to be that they would know your call on their lives. You'd protect them, keep them close to you. Would you resolve any struggles or obstacles in their path as they go forward? But ultimately, Jesus, would you keep them close to you and would you bless them? In Jesus' name, amen. That's great. And like I said, please, we would like to pray for you again at the end. Um, as well as our nine community groups that have been running over um, this last year, as many of you will be aware, we've set up a food bank. Opus 68 Community Group is running the food bank, but many of us have got involved from all different groups across the church, involved in various ways. And as a church, in the last 10 weeks, we've um, donated about a tonne of food, which, just to put that into context, is the weight of a small car, or it's 20 of me. Um, but so just isn't that great, church, that we have given? Please keep giving. And just so you know, so far we've fed about 50 local people facing emergency situations over the last few weeks. Some of them have had gaps in their benefits, some have become unemployed, some with big debt problems, some families that have been evicted from their homes and have had nowhere to go and no way to field their children. There is a massive need across the town and it can happen to anyone of all different circumstances, all different walks of life. And so it's fantastic to be able to make a real difference and to be able to work with other local organisations. Uh, the food bank, for those of you who don't know, has worked so far with two supermarkets, 12 frontline services, which is like family outreach, the council, citizens advice bureau, and a number of other churches are involved too. So it's really fantastic to be doing that. Changing tack slightly, um, just want to talk over the last year about how we've developed our communication and the ways we communicate with you. Um, our website is now compatible with smartphones, iPads and tablets, meaning that you can read the blog on the move, you can keep up to date with news, check me meeting details on the calendar. And just to say, it's worth following us on Twitter in particular, but also on Facebook. Um, the details are behind me on the screen. We do often post information on Twitter that we're not able to communicate on Sunday mornings, um, particularly articles, links, um, things that Terry Virgo, PJ Smythe, some of the names, some of you will know in New Frontiers, what they're doing, and different things from C.S. Lewis and Spurgeon. So there's a great range of things that we post through Twitter. Paul also tweets himself his, personally, so we often put up... Um, things that he's up to, um, which is great. But if you're not on Twitter or Facebook, we've also recently added the Twitter feed to the news page on our own website. So you can go to our website, go to the news page and see the last 10 things we've posted on Twitter. You can find it there. 
Um, you can also sign up at the information desk for e-news. That's our weekly email that we send out. If you're not receiving that and you'd like to, please go up to the info desk at the end of the meeting this morning and you can sign up and get that each week. Thank you. When um, we talk about Spirit of the Lord falling on us, how our community groups need it. Amen? If you're part of a community group, just can you raise your hands? Brilliant. I pray, Lord God, for a boldness, for an anointing from you. I pray for opportunities to talk about you. I pray for fresh power as we pray for one another and pray for those that don't know you. I ask for gifts of healing and miracles. Lord, we need you and we need your anointing. Our Lord God, would you bless us. I pray even over the next two weeks, we will know a fresh power and liberty in the Spirit. I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Excellent. Um, Back in February last year, we uh, had the joy of appointing um, 14 excellent men and women to be pastoral deacons. That was to support me in carrying the pastoral weight of the church on a day-to-day basis. Uh, They've been such a great blessing to me and I know they've been such a great blessing to many of you. Whether it's times of crisis that you've found, whether it's um, just, just looking for a bit of discipleship or a bit of support in one way or another, it is great to know that these guys are about. Um, just, I just want, I'm going to ask them to stand because I just want you to recognise their faces because what they do is so much behind the scenes that often you just don't realise who they are. So Paul and Hazel, could you stand please? Richard and Anna, Veronica, Digger and Sheila... Um, Adrian and Liz, I think Adrian's actually ill this morning, but Liz, could you stand please? Santino, Stephen, Laurie and Alid and Lou, could you stand as well please? These are men and women worthy of respect. I really want to honour them for the excellent work they do. And just, yeah, if you're looking for support, you're looking for strengthening, you're looking for discipleship, you need help in crisis, these are some guys that are good to turn to. You can also make contact through the website or by ringing the office. So, thank you guys for all you do. You do an excellent job. We've, we've also been looking to strengthen the team and we've asked um, if Emma Hamberis, uh, Becky Barnes and Simon and Kate Thurston will sit with the team over the next few months, just see how they get on um, with a view to them serving in this capacity as well. Kevin, could you um, please come and share about the finance? Morning everyone. My name's Kevin Rose. I'm operations manager here and part of that role means that I oversee the finances. We're going to look at our general income and our costs for the financial year to March 2012. So that's April 2011 through to March 2012. And just the general income and costs, the building fund we'll be looking at a little bit later. So here's our income. You can see that the largest amount there, 66% of our income, is from our tithes and gifts, nearly £300,000. Yeah, I think that's amazing. (laughs) That comes from uh, regular weekly giving, so the, the, the money that goes in the buckets week by week, and also uh, monthly standing orders. If you're a regular giver and you're not yet giving by standing order, I would really encourage you to do so. It helps us enormously to plan uh, our income and our expenditure, and if you would like to do that or would like to consider that, if you go to the information desk, Laurie Young, who looks after our bookkeeping, will be there and will be able to explain it to you. The next section is given to us by the government, £56,000 is given to us by the government through the gift aid scheme. So if you're giving to King's Church and you're a taxpayer, but you're not yet signed up to the gift aid scheme, please do so. Go and see Laurie by the information desk and she will explain it all to you. It's a great opportunity for us to get money for nothing. That's true. (laughs) Last year we had a gift day in the summer for um, New Frontiers, the Brighton Conference offering, and we gave just under 
£80,000. And then finally on this slide, uh, the Hastings Centre, just over 80000 That comes in through us uh, renting out this building. We have different events going on, maybe just a, a, an individual room booked out. And also we've uh, let the car park to the Conquest Hospital throughout the year and that's brought us in just over £80,000. So a total of £443,000. Absolutely remarkable. So how have we spent it? Well, like this. From, uh, through pastoral and people, about 46%, uh, and that goes to uh, our pastoral costs, things like Link Lunch, Tots Club, worship, training, youth, children. By far the largest section of that is our staff and our salary cost. And just for you to get a feel for who is involved in that, I'm going to ask our staff to stand as I name them. Uh, in the leadership team, pastoral, communications and community groups, Paul Mann, our lead elder, Santino Hamberis, up you get, guys, and Natalie Williams. Uh, in the Hastings Centre, Tracy Masters, Rob Cruttenden, uh, Claire Lockwood and Pete Tickner. And in the office and church administration, Sue Butler, Sarah Burgess, Jackie Rendell, Malcolm Rose and Laurie Young. These are our staff. <coughs> Thanks, guys. All of those staff are part-time, with the exception of Paul, Santino, Rob and myself. I should have mentioned that I'm on the staff team too. Our facilities, <laughs> our facilities cost us about 120000 and that includes all our administration, uh, running the building, the Hastings Centre, the maintenance, utilities, finance, legal, and also that includes the loan repayments that we currently still contribute to clear the car park loan. And this is a great opportunity to say thank you so much to all those people who volunteer because in addition to the staff, we have an army of volunteers who do all sorts of things week by week by week and we really appreciate them and what they do. They do things like um, cutting paper to cutting sandwiches and everything in between. So thank you. But if you would, are available during the day or uh, for evening events or weekend events uh, and you'd like to volunteer, again, please go to the information desk and they will take your details. Our outreach, uh, just over 17,000, includes things like the cost of our community groups, running the Alpha course, and running our events, things like the Quiz Night, the Half Marathon, Summer Fate, Saviour King, uh, and Easter. Our mission is uh, just over £60,000, and that's money that we give away. We like to give away about 10% of our income, and we were a little bit under that last year, and we're pleased to have been able to give more this year. That goes to things like the work of New Frontiers, general donations, supporting Nigel and Claire Dutton in Berlin, Paul and Helen Norcock in Montpellier, and also the Brighton Conference offering. And then finally, the capital fund, just about £50,000. That's really our savings in the last year. Where in the past uh, we've had staff and they've moved on, people like Nigel and Claire and uh, Matt and Helen Beanie who've gone to Putney, uh, we've kept those costs in the budget and been able to put the money aside and I'll explain a little later what we're going to do with it. Thank you. I, I want to say thank you for your amazing generosity. I mean, it is absolutely incredible and it is built on a family of people that sacrificially give 10%, 10% plus, month after month after month after month, which, which is incredible, isn't it? That, that sort of level of generosity, such a large chunk of income to go to, um, well, to be given away. You may think, why on earth would people do such a thing? Why would people part with so much money? They do it because it's worship to Jesus. And the Bible clearly says that as we give our finance, it is, it is an act of worship to him. There's an instance in the Bible where Jesus is watching people put their money into the offering. 
How would you feel if Jesus was watching you put your money into the offering? He's there, you think, that's not very English. Ah, it's biblical though, so that's all right. He watched to see what people were putting into their offering. And there were these rich people who were putting in their bags of gold, making a bit of a song and dance about it. And there was this poor widow who no one else really noticed. She skirted right around the edge of the temple wall because she didn't want anyone to see her. And she came up to this, the, the, the offering thing and, and hardly anyone knew, noticed because these people over here were making such a big fuss about what they were giving. And she put in two very small copper coins. And Jesus pointed out the marked difference. He said, now this woman, she is worshipping because she's given everything she had to live on. It wasn't, was it sensible? Nah. Would our debt advice team recommend that she do it? Maybe not. But it was worship to God. It was a fragrant worship offering to God that pleased his heart. In the Old Testament, the Israelites were told to give 10%. In the New Testament, Jesus has come, he's died, he's risen again. And, and no figure is no figure's mentioned. It doesn't mention 10%, it doesn't say anything like that. But probably most commentators would say, the 10% figure is the baseline, we just go up from there. Why? Why? I, I, I can't afford it, this is daft, we don't do this sort of thing. This is, don't, don't you know we're in a recession? Don't you know, you know the Greek banks and all of that sort of, you know, it's all, all going pear shape. We, we don't, don't do it. It's an act of worship to God. Ultimately, it's between you and him. But what I would ask you to do, maybe over the coming week or two, is for every one of you that calls this church home to bring your offering of last year before God, as it were, what you gave to him, and say, Lord, this for me was my act of worship last year. This shows how much I love you and how grateful I am to you for everything you've done in my life. And then just say to him, Lord, what do you want me to give next year? And then it's a faith step, an obedient step, and you respond to him. I don't know what you give. Actually, no one up there will know what you give. It's between you and him. And we look to pass to everyone as well as we possibly can according to the grace given to us. So it's not dependent on anything like that, but what I would say is just do business with God and respond to his generosity with faith and with obedience. I know you may feel that I'm being a bit heavy or whatever, but in the end I'm just communicating what the Bible says and I leave it to you and God to sort out the rest. For some of you, you've been coming along for a while now and you love the church, you're not giving yet. Can I ask you, I want to be more concise with you guys, can you start prayerfully considering how you can engage in this area? It's key that our giving goes up 5% this year if we're going to meet our bills. And so it's critical that we do this. Worship God with our hands, with our songs, with our dancing, with our service, but also with our money. Absolutely critical. Sam, can you come and share some great news what's been going on in the whole area of people coming, joining us, Alpha, all that sort of stuff. Hi again, everyone. Um, yeah, I've just been asked to share just a snapshot, really, of a couple of areas across church life. Firstly, I want to start with Connect. Natalie mentioned Connect as one of these focus groups. Um, and really, the prime focus for Connect is to meet and greet new people, newcomers to the church, guests, visitors, however we want to deem you. If you're here this morning, you're so welcome. We want to meet you where you're at and, and look to connect you to the next place, give you the next step of connection, if you like. 
Now, this could be to a course, it could be to a group, to a serving team, to a ministry area, to an event, whatever, really. We, we want to be as appropriate to the individual as possible, and we, we want to go at the individual's time, pace, and speed. But we're looking to connect you. We're looking to give people a sense of belonging and a sense of community with the ultimate goal of seeing people join this brilliant church. I've been part of this church for 11 years. You are a great church. We are a great family. So we want to see people connect to this great family, get a sense of belonging with the ultimate goal of joining. Just saying, I want to be part of this family. So fully integrated in serving, giving, praying, contributing, and looking to see people reached for Jesus. Amen. That's, that's Connect. So if you get welcomed on your way in or you see anyone with a red kind of banner around their neck, banner, little lanyard, you know, these, these are a team of people that they're not looking at it as a job. They want to do it. They genuinely want to do it. We've got a great team. It's going well. We want to get better and better. So we want to make it as easy as possible to help people connect. Okay? Healings. Just over the last few months, we've heard and we've seen many people healed. But we're not satisfied. We want to see more. You see in the Bible, we believe in a God of healing. He is a mysterious God in many ways, but I believe he heals today. And if you remember that when Chris Kilby came, I wasn't here for this weekend, but I've heard some great news that people were healed of long-standing back complaints, long-standing mental health issues, like serious mental health difficulties. So we're talking about a God that heals emotionally and physically. So we're hearing stories. If you've got more stories, keep them coming in. Keep them coming in. Come and grab one of us. Give your details at the information desk. Phone in. But we believe in a God who is so eager to meet you where you're at and heal you emotionally, inside out and physically. So let's keep praying and pressing on and believing God for more and more. Last year, we saw 17 people respond to the gospel. What do I mean by that? 17 people gave their lives to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. That's worth clapping about. And we, ha we had 13 people baptised in water. And I remember some really emotional times when we did that. Lives changed and people were getting soaking wet. Why would someone get baptised? Because they're saying, Jesus has changed me inside out. We've got baptisms next week. Come along and watch for yourself. If you haven't been baptised, come and watch. See for yourselves. Come and hear people declare, Jesus is Lord. 13 people baptised. Last thing, but I feel I hand back to Paul, Alpha. For many years as a church, we've used Alpha as a brilliant tool, and it has been fantastic. We've been doing Alpha for years. I was saved. I became a Christian on Alpha, and now it's my great privilege to be part of the team leading Alpha. Love it, and I want you to love it, because God is reaching many people through Alpha. The last course we ran finished at the end of May, and I must say it's probably one of the best I've been involved in. It was brilliant. We saw eight people saved, respond to Jesus. A couple of people, yeah, you can clap. We saw a couple of people on the Holy Spirit Day baptised in the Holy Spirit, sensing peace like they've never known before. One guy just hysterically laughing. God's amazing. God's brilliant. So I have the privilege of being with a great team leading this. We're really thinking and planning for the future. We want to run many more successful alphas, but unless the Lord goes with us, we labour in vain. So please keep praying for us as a team, as a leadership team, as an Alpha team, that we would see success in Alpha. Amen? God is amazingly brilliant. If you'd like to stand, please. We're going to worship Jesus. We're going to thank him for all he's done. Um, hopefully there'll be different snippets of news that will have connected with your heart, whether it's thinking of lives transformed, whether it's people being baptised, whether it's, you know people stood next to you, they were healed this year. Whether it's just the amount of money that, that was so generously given, or what was it, £60,000 we were able to give away into other settings over the last 12 months. There is so much to be grateful to God for. So what I'd love us to do, the band are going to lead us in a song, but before I do, can I just ask you to sort of, um, just start to raise your voices and say thank you to God for stuff. It can be stuff that God's done in your own life individually in the last 12 months, or it can be stuff that you've heard about 
just uh, in the last 20 minutes and you're thinking, oh God, you are so good. And what I want you to do is in a very un-English way. So not too much muttering under your breath, but try and speak it out at a volume level where the person next to you can have a good chance of hearing what you're saying. You know, a bit of, a bit of noise coming up and rising up as we worship and we're so grateful to God for all of his goodness. The musicians are going to help us because they're going to play a bit before they get into the first song. Let's thank him for his goodness. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your favour in so many areas and in so many ways. You are an amazing, amazing God. You are so Lord, we're so grateful to you. Lord, we're aware that no, we've received no good thing that hasn't come from your hand. And in everything we look at, in everything we celebrate, Lord, every time we clap, Lord, would it be just acceptable to you? We love your grace on our lives. Amen. If I can invite you to take your seats, please, that would be great. Just before we, well, as, as we get going, really, I, I just, if you are part of one of the teams that I'm about to read out, what I'd love you to do is to stand up. Because you do an amazing job. And there is such breadth and depth to the things that go on within this church life. Again, so much of it behind the scenes, under the surface, we don't really know that it goes on. So I'm going to read out a whole load of different teams and different ministries and stuff, and if you are part of it, I'd love you to just stand up. Be bold, stand up, so that we know you're part of that team. So empower. If you like to stand up. That's brilliant. Touch Club. Freedom in Christ. No, 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 stay standing, stay standing. Freedom in Christ. Absolutely great. Reflect. If you're part of the Reflect prayer team as well, make sure you're standing up. That's absolutely brilliant. Counselling. Safeguarding. If you're part of the youth. Leadership team. That's brilliant. Oh, youth leadership team. But I like your aspirations. Simon, take note of their names next year. Matt and Kath. Matt and Kath have served leading the youth so well, so you definitely should be standing up, because this was last year. They've only just recently stepped down, but they, they bring such a love and a warmth to the youth. They, are outstand- they, were, out- they were outstanding, and I'm sure you can be outstanding in the future too. But we're re- you know, really going to miss you. Absolute credit to the church. Alpha. Alpha team, brilliant, brilliant. If you volunteer at the Hastings Centre, can you stand up please? If you volunteer in the Hastings Centre, that's kitchen, catering, anything like that, please stand up. If you're an office volunteer. Oh, that is great. Can we give these guys a round of applause? They do absolutely brilliant. You've touched loads of lives by God's grace, seen change in so many as well. We are very grateful to you. Um, about this time last year, um, I asked a group of men to join me um, as Matt, who was my fellow elder, moved on to Putney. And I asked this group of guys to join me in a core team as we looked to lead the church forward. And in a sense, as we found our feet and waited to see what God would do with eldership. And so, um, you guys don't need to stand up, but I asked Adrian Persglove, Santina Hamberis, Steve Young, Dan Harwood, Kevin Rose and Ali Cousins to join me. Um, and I have so appreciated their support, um, particularly over the last six weeks where I've been away. I know that San has fronted it and done so very well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been outstanding. But I know he would vouch for everyone else as well that has... Uh, stood behind him in that and so 
just very, very grateful to them. He's also been encouraging getting to know Dave Holden, so we're going to be working with him. He is overseeing us now, and so he will be working into the church. I'm looking forward to him being back with us in the autumn. He's going to join us um, for some stuff that we're doing that I'll tell you about in a minute, um, but it's absolutely great. And I feel particularly excited because I feel as we've been speaking, we've got more clarity now on the way forward with elders, and so we're going to be working very hard on that over the coming months next four months or so, five months, and see where it takes us. But very, very encouraged, really, by that input from Dave and the direction we now have in that area. I'm also really pleased to say that we're restarting Impact in September. We may not be having the quality... No, wrong way round. We may not be having the quantity, but we've definitely got the quality. And so it's great to know that Becky Andrews will be uh, joining us from September. She's going to do a 12-month impact team and I'm looking forward to working closely with her and just seeing all the, God, all the stuff God does in the church through her and we can bring into her life. So that is absolutely thrilling. I'm so pleased. If you are of the right... If you want to give a year out to serve God, grow with God, be absolutely blessed and help us, you should do an impact year. And there is nowhere else to do it other than Hastings. It is the best place to do it. Absolutely. Sorry, Holly, but... (laughs) It's also great to uh, announce that we're going to uh, be appointing a leadership intern for the next two years. And so it's great that we're going to be welcoming Alid Cousins, who will be joining us for a two-year leadership intern, as a two-year leadership intern. He's going to bring focus to worship, PAAV. He's also going to be uh, Becky's boss over the year as well, so he's going to be working into impact as well. And we're going to look to expose Ali to a wide breadth of leadership opportunities and challenges. So if you fancy being a leadership challenge for Ali, if you give your name to me, I'm happy to send him... Um, send him <laughs> Send you him... Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to them both joining us, Ali over the next two years and Becky over the next year to see what God's going to do with them. Now, the Hastings Centre, this building that we are sitting in at the moment, I just want to talk about that in three particular sections. The first one is project. As many of you are aware, we are, in, well, we are partway through the Hastings Centre project at the moment. You haven't seen much going on out there, but I can assure you there's an awful lot of work going on behind the scenes. And it's amazing, I've still got a full head of hair. Um, you may not be aware, but what we're planning to do is look to enhance this building to make it all it can be for the glory of God. So we are putting a coffee shop in, in the far corner over there, serving the best coffee in the town. We're looking to add 50% more children's space as well, so we're looking to increase our children's capacity for a Sunday morning by 50%. Part of that, all linked in, is putting in a multi-purpose room which will be great for sports, give an opportunity for our children, young people and adults who are young at heart to go as mad as they want without breaking anything. We're moving the entrance so that it will pretty much be right in front of me in that back wall over there with a new entrance foyer as well as providing additional offices. It's been progressing really well but it is going slowly. Um, We've made some significant progress in the last six weeks. What we're waiting for is the paperwork to come through from the bank so that we can check it, sign it and they can give us the money we need to be able to get the project going. And if I'm honest, it feels like we've been pushing this really heavy weight up a very steep hill, and it seems like as, as we get to the top, it's getting steeper and steeper and steeper and going slower and slower and slower. What I'd like us to do, church, and obviously, sorry, sorry guys, if you're visiting this morning, feel free just to watch and see what we do. There is no, no pressure for you to get involved with this, but if you're part of this church, can you stand, please? I would like you to join me in praying that it's as though we have reached the top of the hill now and the rush down into the building project will be so fast that we're struggling to keep on top of it. It's as though though we've got to a tipping point and by the grace of God suddenly there's a rush to it. 
Kevin and the trustees and others are really leading well on it and pushing it through, but it is difficult going. And so would you join me in praying? If you're not certain what to pray, pray in tongues, just ask, oh God, will you give us favour with the bank? Will the stuff come through quickly? Will we be able to sign the paperwork? Will it just move? We pray for a breakthrough and a moving in Jesus' name. That's the sort of stuff we're looking for you to pray. So is that all right? Let's raise our voices and pray together. Lord, we ask you, Lord God, for a breakthrough in this In Jesus' name. Lord, we ask for breakthrough in this whole area of the building. We thank you for so many answers to prayer already. We're so grateful to you. But I ask, oh God, would you bring breakthrough in this right now? I ask you, give us favour with the bank. Will the paperwork arrive very, very soon? I pray there'd be no problems or complications in what we read. I ask you, we'd be able to sign and return it really quickly. I pray we'd get the money that we need very quickly. And I ask, Lord God, builders would start on site very quickly and that we would have an amazing facility in, in, in nine months that would, would be such use for your name, such use for us as a church. We ask that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Excellent. Excellent. Kevin's just going to share very briefly about the finance to do with the building. Hello again. This is just the finance I'm going to talk about. Obviously, Paul's covered the detail and there are architect's drawings out in Hall 2 on the notice board if you want to have a look and you can chat to me afterwards for more detail if you like. Um, Earlier, I talked about our general income for the financial year, so April 2011 through to March 2012. For this bit, I'm going to do a bit longer. So it's going to be April 2011 right the way through where we are now and past into the end of this year, so a slightly longer period. Now, last year, we talked about the project costing in excess of £1 million. Well, I'm pleased to tell you that our current projection is that the cost will be about 850000 which doesn't sound anywhere near so bad, does it? Now, in addition to that, we have to pay off the balance of the car park loan Uh, which is about 120,000. So I want you to imagine that this circle represents that total of just over 970,000 pounds. Now, we started last year with a building fund of about 50,000 pounds. And you remember earlier I mentioned the capital fund and I said that I I would tell you what we were going to use it for. Well, you can guess. Well, it's 50,000, but actually we'd saved 30,000 from the previous financial year, so there's 80,000 to be able to set against that figure. During last year, and particularly during our season of prayer, fasting and giving last autumn, right up to the end of last month, so right up to May 2012, we gave just under 300 thousand pounds and finally if we continue giving at the same level and all the remaining pledges are redeemed by the end of this year we anticipate we will receive another 67 thousand pounds now amazingly that means we have already covered over half of the cost of this project. That is incredible. Isn't it amazing? Because really it was only this time last year that we first started talking about it. So just 12 months ago. Absolutely, absolutely mind-blowing. 
Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> As you know, we're not, we don't often rest on our laurels. And if any of you have been around for a little while, you probably have a fairly good idea what I'm just about to tell you about. I've got some great news. Some of you are looking a bit worried, I must say. We're going to go for another season of prayer, fasting and giving this autumn. We're going to push on into God's purposes and plans again. So from Sunday the 23rd of September through to Sunday the 14th of October we're going to do it all again. Well, where was the whoop and the cheer there? I mean, come... 22 days of prayer and fasting. What more could you want? Three Sundays with an opportunity to give your money. You can give lump sums. You can just decide a pledge again. I'm gonna, so for myself and Chloe, we, we, our pledge runs right the way round till the end of 2012. So we're going to be seeking God, saying, Lord, what do we do in 2013? Do we go again? Do we go at the same level? Lord, do you want us to do a bit more than we did last year? Are you going to stretch us a bit more? I don't know. But there's this opportunity for us. It's an opportunity, yes, it's an opportunity to give money, but actually, and, and this is of at least equal significance, it's an opportunity for us to encounter God. To give ourselves to pray and fast, saying, Lord, I want more of you. Lord, I want more of you. For husbands to pray for their wives and their children. For mums to pray for their children and their husbands. For grandparents to pray for their grandchildren. For you to pray for your workplaces. For you to pray for those that you come in contact with and your neighbours. For you to come to God and say, Oh God, I want more of you. We're going to give you multiple opportunities through the week to buy in and pray. Early mornings, I know you're all brilliant at six in the morning, so we're going to give you that opportunity. We're going to give you lunch times, we're going to give you evenings when you can come and pray. You can fast TV or you can fast some meals during the week. Some of you may even think, actually I'm going to fast, I've never fasted three days straight. I'm, I'm, going, to go, I'm going to go without any food for three days. Um, I'm just going to press in, I want to connect with God. It's that opportunity to connect with him. Line your heart up with him. Lord, is there any offensive way within me? Well, Lord, I want to get it sorted. I want to push on in your purposes and plans. And it's an opportunity for us as a church to do business with God and say, oh God, will you bless us? Oh God, we want more of you. The reason we're doing this is because we're getting ready for all those God will send to us over the coming years. What we have here is not all that God has got planned for us. Amen? Have a look around. You are all wonderfully beautiful people, but this is not the full extent of what God has got for our towns and our communities that we represent. Is it? Is, it, is this it? Because if it is, then let's just pack up and go to glory. It's not, is it? God has got much more. He's got more families, he's got more elderly, he's got more singles, he's got more married, he's got more from different nations and cultures to come here, some for a short time to be blessed and then go on, others to work here year after year, decade after decade, pour their lives into communities that surround them. That's why we're here. That's why we're pushing on because we believe God has so much more for us than we have presently experienced. There are promises that came to Don Smith and John Groves that we have not yet seen fulfilled, so we need to pick the baton up and push on into God's purposes. Amen? Amen. It's not a time to settle. There's a sense of God's favour and blessing upon us. If you have a look around, there are loads of people that have only started coming in the last 12 to 18 months, and it's so good to have you with us, because I wouldn't want to be with just all the people who've been here a long time. And wouldn't you agree? You know, sorry, nothing personal, Judy, but you know. 
We can only achieve this as we push forward together with courage, unity and faith. All playing the part God has for us. It's exciting, it's challenging. That's why we exist. That's why we are here. Just to let you know that we should have finished the talky bit five minutes ago. So... But we will keep going, we will keep going. Just so I mean, this is, this is a complete change attack, but just so you, so you know. Over the last few years, um, we've had a contract with the Conquest Hospital for them to use our car park. It's been a great blessing for them because it's provided them car parking space and it's been a source of revenue for us. It's spread the load. We haven't had to pay um, so much on the loan and all those sorts of things. That contract is going to end at the end of this month. And after a lot of prayer and thought and discussion, we've come to the conclusion that the best way to make use of this amazing facility that God has given us is to go pay and display. (laughs) So from the beginning of July, we're going to be turning the car park pay and display. This will provide employment and reduce the financial burden on the church. I don't think, we could just leave it empty, not worry about it, we'll just leave it like that. But that, in a sense, means the church is picking up the financial burden. And God's given us a resource that I think we can make more of, providing employment, doing stuff like that. So we're going to turn it into a pan display car park. We are very, very conscious of the implications of doing this. We know that pan display car parks are not the most popular places to be, And they're not the most popular places for us to give our money to. And so we are extremely conscious of the users of the car park. So church members, we are conscious of you who have already given so much financially. We are conscious of visitors to the church that we don't want, for the sake of a pound, to interrupt what God may be doing in someone's life. Or Hastings Centre clients, We are aware of these three main user groups and we are looking to set this up in a way that will cause the minimum problems or disturbance and yet make use of this resource that God has given to us. We will share a few more details about it this evening um, but I won't say any more on it now. As far as team in the Hastings Centre goes... As you know, we took Stuart Clark on a few months ago to run and set up and run the pan display car park. The plan is that as the building work commences, we're going to take him on full time to develop the massive opportunities that exist for the centre once all the building work is complete. Now, Stuart has within his skill set a real drive and an energy that I think will be an excellent addition to the existing team. I'm very excited about what he is going to bring. I'm also very aware of existing team members and what amazing gifts and talents they have as well and as we mould it all together, what a dynamic team this is going to become. And so Tracy, with all of her energy and friendliness, her skills with large events, catering, things like that, it's going to work, what I see working is going to be absolutely brilliant and working together. We see Rob, and I don't know where you are Rob, but you set an example of going the extra mile. You go some, then you go further. And we've got Pete, and we've got Claire as well, doing such important work behind the scenes. I believe this is going to form a very, this is going to form the catalyst for a very exciting team as we look to develop the centre, grow the business, provide employment and training, impacting our town in a very positive way. It is more than just an income stream for the church, it's an opportunity to change lives. I really believe that and I feel God has been speaking to me over the last few months about the opportunities that exist, not only to bless people with the gospel as in, ah, receive Jesus, but an opportunity to help them uh, even, even learn how to work and do things like that. There is so much more we can do with this amazing facility that God has given and I believe this team is the catalyst to see much of that take place. We're nearly there. Sunday mornings, in my humble opinion, I feel they've been going great. I think they've been really good. Um, That's not to say that we, me and Sam particularly, are working so hard we want our preaching better. We want our ability to communicate under the anointing of the Spirit so much better. 
I love what's going on in the worship at the moment. I'm excited about Alid, sort of having a bit more time and capacity to do it. But I'm thrilled with Janair and Becky and Dan on drums and the whole youth thing and what's going on there. Outstanding young men and women. Not, not just because they can play their instruments well, but in lifestyle as well. A real credit to this church. And what's thrilling to know is we've got two youth bands behind the scenes who are pushing to grow and get more exposure. I haven't seen Paul and Chris Rackstraw about, but Paul, is Paul here? He's not here. It's a shame. Paul Rackstraw is a legend. Absolute legend in what he's done in, in bringing through these young musicians. Absolutely great. If you see him, slap on the back, well done Paul, okay? So next Sunday he should get at least 200 of them, okay? It's thrilling to see so many people visiting us and looking to join us. So attendance is up 7% on this time last year, which is absolutely great. We averaged that last 12 months at 398. So if we, we have been praying that we'd average 400 this year, 2012, Lord, would you do it and more? And it's not just about bottoms on seats, if I can say that in the, you know, the right way. It's when people come, it's an opportunity to encounter Jesus, grow and meet with him, it's an opportunity for discipleship, opportunity to serve. There is something wonderful about a celebration of God's people gathered together. In May, we had over 100 under-11s in the building every Sunday. That is immense and that is a challenge. Stuart and Gemma have done an outstanding job in Megamix. Justin and Nicola have... You don't want to clap Stuart too much. <laughs> Justin and Nicola with Wrigglers also do an outstanding job as well. And I'm so grateful for Sylvia and Susie who have stepped in and covered them while they've been away in Australia and New Zealand. Um, they've, done, they've done brilliant too. But you can sort of see why it's so important we get this building work done. We need more space, we need more volunteers. I want to thank every person who stepped up in the last few weeks to serve as well. I know in response to that serving push and you said, yeah, I'm going to get involved and play my part. Thank you so much for doing that as well. And there are so many other teams, from car park to coffee, from stewarding to set up, we are so grateful for all that you do. If you're not involved on a Sunday morning, Look to get involved. Information desk, end of Sunday morning, give your name in and we will find you something to do. As the building work gets completed, we are thinking and praying, what do we do about multiple meetings? What do we do to give people more opportunity to come along and hear about Jesus? Just something that's in our prayers, please pray that we're wise with that, we make good decisions and more than anything we get the timing right on that. It's been great to welcome 29 people into membership in the last 12 months. It was sad to say goodbye to 17. But it's great to have those new people, you new, new people joining us. Absolutely. And it's, it's a privilege for you to join us and it's a privilege for us to have you with us. Absolutely. Just as a close, I want to honour one group of people and what they do is very behind the scenes. Most of you won't know who they are but they pray, they carry weight, they carry the burden and actually as far as the trust goes, they are ultimately responsible for the church in the government's eyes. Not before God, but in the government's eyes they are. And so, um, could I ask Gary Dyer, could you stand up please? Uh, Steve Young, Natalie Williams, Fiona Webb and Martin Clark, could you stand up please? We are so grateful to you for all, all that you do and the burden that you carry. God's been good to us. God is good to us. And he's got so much more for us in the future. He really has. I do feel like this is just the beginning. We've come a long way over 35 years. We've come a long way in the last two and a half 
God's got so much more for us. If you'd like to stand, please, I'd like to invite the band back up. It says this, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. I think if Jesus came to Hastings, Bexhill, Rye, I think he'd say just the same things. And that is why we're here. to demonstrate Christ's love in whatever ways we can to impact the lives of those that don't yet know him. Bringing glory to God, growing disciples and reaching out to those that do not yet know him. Lord, I ask you, would you captivate us with your vision for our church and our communities. Lord, we say ultimately it's all about you. I know, we've, Lord, we've covered so many areas and I'm sure for many of us our heads are just spinning. But we say it is all about you. All the glory goes to you. Every good thing that's happened comes from you. We are so grateful to you for it. And as we sing, Lord, this, this last song, we pray, would it be an offering, would it be a commitment to you that pleases your heart. We say, would you be our vision? Would you be our direction? Would you be our empowering over the coming months and years? We ask for that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.